Welcome to Season 5, Episode 5 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Yes, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast, where we share the latest in RV industry news, road trip travel, caravanning, camping, product reviews, where to go, what to do, what to see, and so much more. Thanks for joining us. This week, we continue our Tasmanian adventure with a 300-kilometer ultimate road trip through the rugged Western mm-hmm. wilds from Hobart to Strawn, including a masterpiece of artwork found deep within the wilderness, Tasmania's oldest penal colony, mm. breathtaking world heritage forests, the spectacular Gordon River, the West Coast Wilderness Railway, Tasmania's tallest waterfall, and we laugh our way through Australia's longest running play. And of course, some incredible camping, free camping, off grid, low cost. It's all in this week's episode. It is rugged and it is wild. Love this west coast of Tassie. Oh, look, it truly is the last remaining frontier of Australia's wilderness, isn't it? Yeah, it really is untouched. And, you know, when you come to Tassie, you can see why so many are drawn to the East Coast with those beautiful beaches and, you know, that milder weather that they get over there. But do yourself a favour. When you come to Tassie, make sure you put the West Coast on your itinerary to get yourself deep and thick within that epic, rugged, stunning, pristine wilderness, that world heritage wilderness. Look, coming from the mainland, doing a a 300-kilometre drive journey across a week it's not a lot. No, it's, it's not, you know. I mean, that would be our average daily travel day when we're back on the mainland. Mm-hmm. But once you're here and you're, you're travelling through some of these Tasmanian roads and you realise just how incredibly windy they are, the steepness of the mountains, those descents that you have to do, towing your big rig, you know, it it is constantly – you're on, you know, you're, all, you're, you're definitely in it, you're focused, you're concentrating mm-hmm. and the RV time zone, it, it's completely different to what uh, your Garmin or what Siri tells you. Yeah, absolutely. A 300 kilometre journey is something that you'd want to do over that period of a week or more if you have more time mm-hmm. up your sleeve. So this 300 kilometres is going to take us in effect – Almost six hours of drive time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first leg, we're actually going to tackle about half of it, 160, 170 kilometres from Hobart to the real heart of Tasmania's wilderness, and it's known as Derwent Bridge. And there is a fantastic wilderness hotel there, a pub mm-hmm. that you can literally pull up in their front car park mm. and free. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, what is so great about this location is that because it is their front car parking area, it doesn't matter what size a rig you are in, you can fit. Mm. The first time when we were in Tassie in 2020 and we pulled up to the Derwent Bridge Wilderness Hotel, it was packed. There were so many people there and we kind of squeezed our (laughs) van in. This time around, it was a very different experience with ourselves being the only van there and then I think later 
later in the evening, a couple of little camper vans pulled in, even mm-hmm. a couple with a swag. Yeah. What's great about the location is just across the road, there are public restrooms, so that makes it very easy for people. There's also a dump point mm-hmm. across the road as well, so it is a great stopover. It's also part of Tasmania's electric highway, I think they call it. So you can charge your, your electrical vehicle over there. Yeah, it's so fantastic. This drive from Hobart to Derwent Bridge, if you're new to Tassie, this is your initiation. Yeah. You are going to drive on not only some of the windiest roads that Tassie has to offer, but some of the most spectacular mm. roads deep within, as you said, Paul, deep within that wilderness, within that incredible rainforest. It is such a stunning drive. Look, this location has quite a a lot of highlights. For us, the pub is actually one of the best pub stays that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it is free. You don't really have to go in and, you know, purchase a meal or a drink, but we would say do it just to walk into what is like a very large alpine ski lodge. Mm. The, as you walk through the front entrance, there's this absolutely massive roof ceiling with the wooden exposed beams and Mm. then floor to roof windows that really bring the wilderness into the restaurant. Mm. The restaurant was surprisingly full. It was really busy and there are lots of accommodation options in Derwent Bridge. I mean, it is a tiny little town, but there's lots of little cottages Mm. and chalets. So if you're not travelling in an RV, there is plenty uh, of selection for you, which I think would be why the pub was so busy the night that we were there. And the owner-operators are super friendly Mm. and their meals are Fantastic. Mm, and and huge. huge. Yes. And Jasper can vouch for the ice cream with the chocolate topping. Mm, yeah, definitely so a great spot to stay, particularly to break up this leg. Mm-hmm. Once you've done that initial Hobart to Derwent Bridge, you are probably going to want to stop for a night, you know, just yeah. regroup, get yourself together, have a good night's sleep. But also... There is an incredible attraction here that you must do and it's also the gateway to the St. Clair National Park. So yes. the Cradle Mountain St. Clair National Park, one of Tassie's epic national parks. Derwent Bridge is right on the southern end where St. Clair is mm-hmm. and you can uh, really easily access that part of the national park. It's like a five-minute drive down yeah. the road from the Wilderness Hotel. Okay, the real highlight though for us was to visit the wall, the -hmm. wall in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. It is this incredible sculpture uh, piece made out of 100 panels of three metre by one metre high hewn pine wood. Mm -hmm. Now, the artist is Greg Duncan and over a decade he has been chiseling away It's a masterpiece. I mean, we have never been witness to anything so incredible, a creation done by one man, his passion, and the talent 
will just blow your mind. Mm. Look, this is one of those places where we had lots of Tasmanians say to us, you guys have to go to the wall. You just have to. And really not having any idea about it. And, you know, you read in the brochure, there's a hundred panels of hue and pine that have been carved out by this man. Okay, let's go check it out. You walk into this incredible building, which I must add has been hand-built by Greg his wife and their family. And what reveals itself to you is, I truly think, one of the most incredible things that we have ever seen, particularly on our two years around Australia. Look, it's referred to as the most ambitious and unique piece of art created by one man Mm. in Australia. And it, it is exactly that. It's breathtaking Mm. and it really is very hard to put into words how it feels to experience the wall because it is an experience and it is a journey. Mm. Look, we were really fortunate to be met by Greg when we entered. Mm. You book online, it's $20 for adults uh, and I I think because – it's such a talented piece, you wouldn't expect to be met by the artist who <laughs> says, oh, welcome to the wall. Thanks for coming. Yes, I've got your booking. No, no cameras. Um, please respect that. Take your time. Look at the upstairs gallery. Sit in front of the large open fireplace. And if I can get you anything, let me know. If you'd like to walk around with a glass of bubbles or a, a Tasmanian whiskey, or that can be arranged yeah, look, had we known that, we wouldn't have booked at 9am in the morning. <laughs> that is true. That's a good tip, actually. And then I just remarked to him, oh, it, it'd be really great um, to know if the artist was here. And he says, oh, that that's me. Mm. We're like, what are you doing on the front door, man? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, no, this is, you know, this is part of what I do. I like to meet people and and share the experience and, and show them through and – Unbelievable. So after we spent about 45 minutes walking down each side of the wall, they're split into two 50-metre sides, so 51-metre panels uh, by three-metre height. We went over and we were just, you know, like raving fans. <laughs> oh, my God, you're so talented. Wow, you probably hear this all the time. Thank you so much. Uh, we gave him one of our cards and, and I said, look, we're going to be filming a piece to this outside, obviously, because there's no cameras allowed inside and we, we fully respect your wishes. And he said, oh, maybe I could send you a few photos that I share with media outlets that you could put to your story. And so then I completely put him on the spot and I said, what if uh, I arranged an interview? Would you be open to having a chat on camera with me? And he looked at us and he said, yeah, I really trust you guys. I'll do that. And it's a pretty rare occasion for him to... Mm. To allow this, and he said, "Yeah, you can bring your camera in. I'll let you even film two or three panels, and you can get a long shot." And I, I'm still amazed at what a privilege and honour mm-hmm. that was for us to have that opportunity. And we would, you know, we say it every week, but if there's one thing you're going to do this week: log on to YouTube and check mm-hmm. out the. Feel Good Family Channel and the interview piece with Greg Duncan on the wall. It's just, it's not really even about the wall. It's more about him and his personal journey. Mm -hmm. To see someone met with so many challenges, him and his family, to still come out with this creation is inspiring. 
It really is. And as as amazing and incredible that the experience of viewing the wall that we had prior to meeting Greg, the highlight was actually having that moment in time with him to hear his stories and get to know him a little bit. And I don't know, it's interesting when you see something like this, you can think that, oh, that's out of reach for me. You know, Mm. he must be amazing. He must be up on this pedestal. You know, he must be this incredible kind of person. And what I loved about meeting Greg is that he's all of that. I mean, he created this unbelievable masterpiece. But he is a man. Mm. And it was such a pleasure to just have a chat with a man who is passionate about certain things. And he followed that dream and that passion. And this is the outcome. Amazing. That was the highlight. Truly amazing. Mm-hmm. We didn't put him completely on the spot. I said, look, <laughs> you know, we'll leave and then you have a think about it over the next few days or week or whatever you need. And I said, oh, we'll drive back from the other end of Tasmania to meet with you. And. He said, oh, yeah, no, no, I, I genuinely mean it. And mm. so we said, oh, well, we'll contact you later. And we did. And he said, why don't you come in on Friday morning before we open? And and then we got to sit and have a, a cuppa with him. Mm. Just you know, awesome. Yeah, for an hour. And it was awesome. Anyway, behind the masterpiece, of course, is the man and also his incredible wife uh, that has supported him through this journey. So if you can... Get there to check it out Mm. and then if you have that opportunity to have a chat, then take the time because you will feel richer for the experience of meeting Greg. Yeah, absolutely. A definite highlight on this part of our epic road trip through the Western Wilds. All right. Onward to Strawn. Now, we're going to actually stop in Queenstown Mm -hmm. uh, to share with you Arguably the best train journey or expri- or train experience, I should say, that you can do in Australia. And it is the West Coast Wilderness Railway. It is certainly the number one experience to date for Jasper, mm-hmm. being the train enthusiast that he is, and for all of us. What a, again, a, a world-class experience in this tiny island state of Tassie. Mm, it really is. And, and again, it takes you through that incredibly epic rainforest uh, on a very, very old railway line that was used, of course, in the era of mining here in Queenstown. Now, poor old Queenstown gets a little bit of a bad rap. Yes. You know, it has been mined extensively and you can see the scars of that in the landscape. Mm. We love Queenstown for how epic it is. And that drive from Derwent Bridge into Queenstown, I think there are over 99 turns as you make your way up the mountain and then Queenstown reveals itself sitting deep down in the valley and then, of course, you've got to come back down the mountain to get down into the town. We really love the landscape. It is so unique. And then to have an experience like the West Coast Wilderness Railway, which unfortunately this time around for us was fully booked out. And this is, of course, due to it being so popular and such an incredible experience to do on the west coast of Tassie, Mm. but also unfortunately due to limitations with uh, current COVID restrictions and staffing. And we've actually found quite a lot of businesses are are really 
doing it tough at the moment, mm-hmm. trying to keep up their staffing levels and, and operate at, I guess, 100% capacity for them. So we didn't get to ride on the West Coast Wilderness Railway this time around, but we certainly did it when we first visited Tassie. And again, we would totally recommend, this is one of those experiences, if you are coming to the West Coast, it has to be on your list. We would recommend the Queenstown to Double Barrel Half Day Tour. Yes. It is the Rack and Gorge Tour because you get to traverse the part of the line, the Rack and Pinion, and that's what makes this this entire experience so unique is that this train can climb one of the steepest inclines in the southern hemisphere Amazing. on a system called the rack and pinion jasper if he was here would tell you all about it it is truly a beautiful tour there's only two uh, rack and pinion uh, train systems in australia but this is the only one that is still operating mm. Mm-hmm. And operating as a, as you said, Paul, a first class experience. There are tiered price points. You can uh, go into the the general carriages, which is wonderful. We were spoiled. We did get to experience the the first class carriage. I think it's called the wilderness carriage from memory. There you go, and it includes uh, almost like a butler service, mm. um, different. Times of the journey, there's morning tea, afternoon tea, beautiful lunch, but it's just a wonderful experience. Mm, yeah, really, really fantastic. Mm. And of course, if you've got a little train enthusiast in your household like we do, then yes, you absolutely have to do it. Okay, we're going to say goodbye to Queenstown and we're going to head to Strawn. It again really isn't that far down the road, but with that winding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, have we said that already? Uh, it is quite a journey. Stunning landscape with the mountains. Uh, these are covered in in snow mm. during the, the cooler winter months and, and even sometimes over Christmas, you know, the locals there have said to us, it can snow here any time of the year. Yeah. So it is a, a beautiful picturesque drive down into this sleepy little seaside town of Strawn. Mm, again, such a beautiful location on the banks of the incredible Macquarie Harbour and Strawn steeped in so much history mm-hmm. around settlement and the convicts. And this really is one of the reasons why you would come to Strawn is to immerse yourself in these stories from Australia's past. For such a tiny little village, really, gosh, isn't it punching above its weight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's remarkable, again, that there are so many world-class experiences on offer here. Uh, the real jewel in their crown is the access to the Gordon River. Mm-hmm. And we were very fortunate to get on to the Gordon River Cruises. Uh, you know, this is a hybrid vessel, incredibly luxurious vessel mm-hmm. for a full day experience that included, because of the summer months, uh, an evening component and dinner cruise. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, you're coming to the West Coast. This is a definite must on your itinerary. Mm. There are two cruise boat options for you to choose from. This time around, we did go with Gordon River Cruises on their beautiful, as you said, hybrid vessel that 
switches into electric or they call whisper mode when you enter the Gordon River to really enhance that experience. This is World Heritage Listed Region. The Franklin Gordon Wild Rivers National Park is part of the UNESCO World Heritage Areas around the world and for good reason. It is absolutely incredible. And you get to experience it. I mean, you even get to get off the vessel and walk amidst this ancient rainforest, which is such a highlight. See Huon pines that have been growing here for literally thousands Thousands of of years. years. It really is a spectacular environment. The incredible thing about the Huon pine is that it is regarded as – the longest growing uh, tree in the world in that for every millimetre, it takes a year to grow one mil. So there are trees in this region that are 3,000 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it is truly remarkable. And because of its elasticity, it is highly prized as a – uh, a woodworking material, particularly for boats, mm. uh, at a cost of $14,000 per square cubic metre. I mean, yeah, you'd want to make sure you you know what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you board your Gordon River cruise and the first stop is out to what is known as Hell's Gates. And this is, I guess, the entrance to Macquarie Harbour, aptly named by the convicts when they were first transported out Mm. here from England. They literally believed they were being brought to hell on earth. Mm. And it's really interesting getting to go out and experience this because it is such a beautiful place Mm. with its dual lighthouses on either side of the harbour. And, of Mm. course, I mean, the spectacular harbour, looking back down towards the Gordon River. These days, we go out there on a beautiful, luxurious vessel and think, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. This is heaven on earth. But you can imagine 200 years ago in those rugged conditions, in those wooden boats that would be taking on water, in those conditions of scurvy and all of the other things that these people, these convicts had up against them. You can imagine that they would have thought, this is the end. This is the end of the earth. This is the end of our life. We're done for. Yeah, look, I mean, when we actually pull around to one of the two uh, locations that you do get off the vessel – to Sarah Island, uh, remarkably, our timing coincides with the 200th anniversary of the first landing and settlement of Sarah Island. Mm. And so there is a group of very passionate actors, historians, that, and then just general people who love their history, all dressed up in their period clothing, in their different roles, reenacting reenacting the first landing on Sarah Island. Mm. Uh, Gee, that was exciting to be a part of. And, I mean, this is the only time it's ever going to happen. And we we were very fortunate to witness it. We really were. And it really put into perspective for me. I mean, Sarah Island is Tasmania's oldest and most remote convict settlement. And they chose this location deep within Macquarie Harbour, of Mm -hmm. course, because who – 
in their right mind is going to want to escape from an island. First, you've got to tackle the harbour with its freezing cold waters. And if you successfully do that, then you have impenetrable, thick, epic rainforest forever. forever to try and traverse and make your way through. So they were very smart in choosing this location. Thankfully, we weren't convicts because I think it would have been a very hard and harsh life. But Sarah Island is amazing. There are ruins of these buildings. And, I mean, it was a a community. Mm, That's right. Look, the the other highlights of this particular experience is how – personal it is and how Mm. intimate it feels. Uh, We had uh, a young guy named Sam who was our onboard narrator and host and then Mm. when we were off into the World Heritage area and that walk and talk, he is so knowledgeable Mm. and just incredibly passionate to to meet a a young person, Mm -hmm. you know, that is so dedicated to their work like this is unique. Yes. So we will give him a shout out. There is also a perfectly timed onboard audio-visual presentation Mm. that is throughout the vessel. There are three different, um, I guess, tiered levels across the boat, yes, uh, the cruise boat that you can enjoy. uh, And there is a buffet meal that is served throughout the cruise as well. It is just, again, a world-class experience Mm. that we would say include on your trip to Tasmania. Most certainly, absolutely. And you want to experience this infamous, beautiful Gordon River. I mean, it made headlines with the proposed damming and and thankfully that never took place. Lots of passionate people advocating to keep this pristine area pristine. You do want to get yourself out in and amongst this incredible World Heritage Wilderness. Okay, and Mm. my highlight, to be honest, was the ocean trout (laughs) that was served on board from this region. Mm -hmm. Just, look, incredible. I loved everything about this. Look, I have to say, and we are going to talk about this in so much detail in next week's podcast when we visit the Huon Valley and the southern Tasmania region. But the produce here in Tasmania, if you are a foodie, Mm. you are going to love it. And what I love is that everything, everything is locally sourced. I'm sure that comes from being an island where you have to source things locally, but it is so prominent here in Mm -hmm. Tasmania and within – the tourism experiences that are on offer. So definitely get amongst that because it's what makes Tassie so unique. They love giving each other a a bit of a lift as well. Mm. Oh, here, try John's, you know, marmalade or try Jenny's, you know, pate or here, here's Cassie's pickled whatever. I mean, it it is everywhere you go, there is this community-driven inclusiveness it's you know the competitive edge has gone away mm. to really look at well how can the community Benefit. you know thrive yeah. here how can we how can we talk each other up yeah absolutely. We, we love that part of tassie mm-hmm. all right back into strawn there is the world's sorry australia's longest running play named the ship 
that never was. Uh, produced and written originally by Richard Davy, playwright, mm-hmm. and this is probably one of the best uh, family experiences that you could do in that it's still theatre, it's live theatre, it's a pantomime, Mm -hmm. it's an open-air theatre and everyone is an active participant whether you like it or not. (laughs) It only goes for an hour and a half. Yeah. It is so much fun. I haven't laughed out loud like that so much in so long. Yeah, it really is. And look, if you have done the Gordon River Cruise, then this is the perfect complement to that because Mm. it extends on what you learn on the cruise about the history of this area and particularly Sarah Island. It, whilst it is a pantomime and you do, you laugh the whole way, it tells a true story and the true story is almost – hard to even get your head around that this possibly could be a true story and it follows the account of 10 convicts who, believe it or not, successfully escape from Sarah Island. So much fun. We absolutely loved it. A little tip from us, if I may, take a waterproof jacket. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're not going to get soaked, but you will enjoy getting a little bit wet. Yeah, that was Jasper's highlight when they turned the entire audience into the storm and gave spray <laughs> bottles to all the kids. Lots and lots of fun. Do go, do support these actors who are doing an incredible job here in Strawn. And it is Australia's longest running play. Mm-hmm. Again, our timing, unbelievable. We went to see the play on their 28th year anniversary which we had no idea, and they announced it at the very end to the audience. And it just made the experience all the more richer to know that these passionate, strong locals have been here performing this incredible story for that that amount of time. And the whole experience is operated by only two actors. Yes. And they are the same actors that you see on Sarah Island (laughs) that do the guided tour through that part of the journey as well. Quite amazing. Okay, we're going to actually do a little day trip from Strawn. Mm -hmm. In fact, you could, um, you know, call it about a six hour. So, you know, a little longer than a half day trip. And it's out to a place called Montezuma Falls. Now, this is one of Tasmania's 60 great short walks. I'd say this is on the longer end of the <laughs> yes. word short, <laughs> like right out past the the letter T. Like I mean, it. Uh, I think it, it talks uh, about it through the the brochures and online as being an eight kilometre walk. Mm-hmm. And in fact, is ten and a half kilometres. Yes, not sure who measured that one, but uh, even when you get there, it actually corrects it and says, "Look, this is an uh, you know ten kilometre walk." So, but it is to view. The Montezuma Falls, it is Tasmania's tallest waterfall mm-hmm. at, I think, 104 metres tall. That's right. Quite a sight. Not a lot of water was flowing when we got there, but it was still a waterfall and mm. quite awesome. You know, you sort of keep looking up and looking up. Yeah, you really realise how tall 104 metres actually is when you're standing at the very base of it. Look, this is a really easy walk, and this is what I loved about Montezuma even though it is 10 and a half kilometres, mm-hmm. 
It is a very easy walk. I think it's graded as a level two, meaning you don't need a lot of bushwalking experience. Mostly it is flat. You are following the old tramway route that used to cut through this valley uh, when, of course, mining here was thriving and they mined for just about everything in these hills. I think there was like gold, silver, tin, lead and one more. Maybe iron? Anyway. So much stuff. There's like five different mining uh, metals. and Yes. And so the track is mostly flat. It does have inclines and declines and they are fairly gentle. Mm-hmm. What I think will get you in the end is, is the length uh, as opposed <laughs> to the intensity of the walking track itself. Jasper loved it because every now and then the old sleepers from the tramway would be revealed, mm-hmm. you know, underneath the earth on the walking track. And again, you're in this incredibly green, alive environment of the forest. So it certainly makes you feel that way as well. Look, it is, I think, did you mention graded level two? Level two. Yeah. So, I mean, it it is relatively easy and as you say it's really just the length and that last three kilometers you know you're sort of slightly walking back uphill Mm. to the car park Mm -hmm. and just jasper did it on his own two legs Mm -hmm. uh his new pb personal best 10 and a half kilometers so well done to little jasper oh look it's dog friendly as well so you can take your your dog with you Mm -hmm. on leash which is great. So definitely, you know, if you're looking for a hike experience in this part of the West Coast, it's located kind of between Zeehan and, and Rosebury. So two little towns that are north of Strawn and Queenstown. And again, really scenic drive. Look, I think it's only about an 87 kilometre drive from memory from Strawn uh, one way. But you need to allow somewhere between an hour and a half to two hours <laughs> to go on that journey. That's without the van in tow, by mm. the way. So, yes, uh, it gives you a good example of even just a normal vehicle that it, it's just so windy. Yeah. And remarkably, we've said it before, you know, the sign says 100 kilometre speed limit and then underneath it says changing road conditions. I don't know who can do 100 kilometres on their roads. No, and definitely don't try. You don't want to try that. No, don't don't follow the sign. Okay, we're going to wrap up the experience part of of this uh, podcast, Mm -hmm. but we do want to talk about where we stayed briefly in Strawn, Mm. and it was at the local Strawn Golf Club. Yes. Now, this is a fantastic spot to stay. Mm. There are two caravan parks in Strawn that are in closer to town. And when I say closer to town, I mean, really, there's not that much distance between where the golf course was and the caravan parks. It was very busy. We were there in the height of school holidays. Mm -hmm. Those caravan parks were very full. We opted for the golf course. It is an unpowered off-grid campsite. Ten bucks a night. I mean, really, you can't get better than that. It backs right on to the beautiful green of Mm -hmm. the golf course and then overlooks on the other side of the road a very large green recreation, almost sports playing field area. So the views were great. There was lots of green grass. It is Mm -hmm. 
pet friendly, so you can have your dog there if they are on leash, of course. You do need to be fully self-contained with your own bathroom facilities and the ability to obviously run power and uh, water from mm. your own van. There is a dump point uh, literally a block away mm. as well, so... Just a great location. Yep, and it was a really easy self-check-in process. Pop your cash in a little envelope in where the golfers would go and pay their green fees as well. So good. We love sites like this because you're not squashed in. No. You know, you've got that beautiful outlook. Again, you're you're out in the environment. Just fantastic. All right, that wraps up really our drive journey from Hobart to Strawn. Our takeaway this week has to go back to Greg Duncan. Mm. And uh, if you've visited our website, thefeelgoodfamily.com, how about New that? Website. New website. <laughs> if you put .com.au, you'll still find us, but thefeelgoodfamily.com, uh, you would see a quote that we um, – have really hung our experience, our planning uh, before we we actually hit the road for that two years and then the journey onward past that is that you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. Mm -hmm. And I think that is no better highlighted than in our discussion and that interview with Greg. Uh, I mean, everything from the decision to throw in his his job as an electrician, mm -hmm. a trade that he had, and decide to be a sculptor when he'd never even picked up a chisel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, you know, their house burned down. So the, many. The builder went broke. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it just, you know, and 10 years, 10 mm -hmm. years, a labour of love. You know, mm -hmm. we wish him and his family you know, continued success and, and, again, encourage you to go and be inspired by this man's story and his family's journey because mm. it, it's one of the best that we've had on the road. And, again, you don't need to see the whole staircase. Just take that first step, you know. Towards whatever your dream is, exactly. whatever it is, whatever yeah. your passion is. Yeah. Greg is perfect proof of that. All right. Thank you, Greg. Uh our newsroom this week. Newsroom is closed this week. <laughs> it truly is. And not for any other reason other than the remote <laughs> wilderness of Tasmania in a lot of areas has zero connectivity. Mm -hmm. Which I might add, we are loving being off grid again and yep. out of internet signal only for a few days. But it is so good and a good reminder to unplug every now and then, yeah. whether you're going away or not, switch off the TV, put down your devices and just take a moment out. It does something, not only for your headspace, but also yeah. for your soul, doesn't it? It's good for your kids as well. Yes. Yes, it definitely you know, is. Less screen, more green, mm -hmm. as, as we like to say. Yes. Um, look, we do travel with a personal satellite device, uh, like a, a personal beacon. Uh, our version currently is a, a little Garmin Mini, I think mm -hmm. it's called, and it is fantastic. Uh, you can get plenty of other different versions of this. 
it, it really is uh, an ability to stay connected. You can still text back to people, mm. I think up to 10 texts a month, or there's different tiered plans. It is a subscription that you can turn on and off mm-hmm. on a plan called Freedom Plan, which uh, we we do and do use. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is another brand called Zolio that we are yet to look into, mm. but are keen to because it is, uh, I think, half owned or partly owned by an Australian uh, company. So they also do a very similar personal satellite device. But that is is a question we get a lot. Well, do you feel safe? Can you still, mm. if there were a problem, uh, be able to get that addressed? Mm. And yes is the answer. Yeah. Yes. But uh, no news is good news okay. this week. So <laughs> next week we will bring you a news item. But uh, yeah, sometimes it's good to to say no news. All Absolutely. Right. I think that really wraps up this week. Next week we have what we refer to as a deliciously good road trip. Oh, my goodness me. Yes, if you're a foodie, you are going to love this one. We ate and drank our way through the Huon Valley and southern Tasmania, and it was awesome. Amazing. (laughs) And it's probably a good opportunity to again to uh, give you a reminder to visit our website, thefeelgoodfamily.com, and check out the downloadable free e-itineraries that Katie has done. They're quick guides, little two Mm -hmm. pages on every week of our road trip journey uh, around Tasmania. Or if you want to really get the full experience and the detail in the 16 to 20 page versions uh, versions of the itineraries, you can purchase those. Mm, The e-books, they're awesome. They cover Everything mm-hmm. that we have done, everywhere we have been, everything that we have experienced, everything that we've eaten if we're in the Huon Valley. So do check them out. And Katie's design work and, and the photography in those documents is outstanding oh, and, and, you, and well worth the price. So get on there and, and support that as well and check that out. Uh, the reason why I mention that is because if you do purchase one of the – the the full complete um, versions of the itineraries, we will gift you our e-book of the taste of Tasmania. It basically is how to eat and drink your way around the Apple Isle. Mm -hmm. Look, by the time we get around the Apple Isle, we will be experts at eating (laughs) and drinking our way around. Look, we have already found so many incredible places and many of which are off the main tourist trail. So if you you are looking for those really unique foodie experiences, our audio book, e-guide, will be for you. Yes, and we will actually record that. Uh, I think it'll be around mid-April and then that will be delivered to you as well if you uh, for free if you want to grab one of those itineraries. Awesome. Sounds fantastic. So next week, Southern Tasmanian Wilderness. For now, I think we will leave it there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll say dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. Happy trails.